Hello, everyone. I am live, and this is Quantum Nurse and Grace Asagra hosting. My guest for today, she's coming. Don't not to worry. I just spoke with her. My guest for today is no other than the singer and songwriter Tomoko. Okay, she's gonna be here in any minute. Hang on there, because she's all the way in Las Vegas and sometimes things happen, but we're still going to do this live. Like, let me read to you a little bit more about her, okay? But before that, just remember all the information that I'm going to, I'm going to place the information about Tomoko in, on, in the description, okay? And the topic for today is power of our subconscious mind and attitude of gratitude. I am Grace Asagra, your holistic registered nurse. I am in YouTube and I am also in all multiple podcast platform. Okay, so let me let Tomoko enter. Okay, let me just click this so she can come in. There she is. Welcome, Tomoko. And I. I was just about to um, read a little bit about you, but uh, so welcome and thank you for coming here and joining me. And that's thank so you so much. So let me read to you a little bit about Tomoko, and as we go along, she's going to share to us more on how her journey in the music industry and what she's doing now. Okay, hang on there. So. Tomoko is an international singer-songwriter, originally from Japan, the host of the podcast, Songwriter's Room, and the creator of One Minute Japan News, series on YouTube, and the creator of One Minute Japan News, oh, sorry for repeating it, <laughs> Japan News series on YouTube. Tomoko's music depicts her life between the land of the rising sun and her journey of living in the USA. Expertly blending Eastern spiritualism and American music style, art, and entertainment. Tomoko was tender nine years old when Stevie Wonder's masterpiece, Songs in the Keys of Life, Songs in the Key of Life changed her perspective on music and songwriting forever. Tomoko has brought her unique style of East meets West into live performances both in Japan and America, including Blue Note, New York. She has appeared on BET 106 and Park, Soul Train, and the NBC Christmas in Rockefeller Center. She was also the host and producer of the monthly showcase Asian Entertainment Night, which was a packed house in the West Village, New York City, spotlighting Asian entertainers, working with the world-renowned finest musicians and produ producers such as Wycliffe, Gordon, Bakiti Kumalo and James Nova. 
Tomoko has created an eclectic, electric and eclectic collection, No Gisha, including her sensual bosa nova debut single, Love Me. She's currently writing her first book, My Japanese, and about to embark on her new podcast, Songwriters on YouTube this week. So stay tuned. What an accomplishment you have, Tomoko. So I'm, <laughs> we're in for a treat, okay? And I already made an announcement that the topic that we will focus on with you and your singing and uh, expertise and songwriting is the power of subcon our subconscious mind and attitude of gratitude. So take it away. And maybe Tomoko, you could, are you all set now? Your mic and everything, you're good? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. perfect, perfect. All right. Now, maybe you could uh, begin and take us to your journey. When did you start uh, singing? And then when did you realize that it's really something you would like to do? Okay. okay. So, but first of all, let me okay. just say, Tomoko just a I second. Feedback, right? Yeah, there's a lot of feedback. Right. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. And uh, um, if you have the stream yard and then you have your microphone, it's good to connect it with that, you know, to make sure that it is it is programmed in your stream yard. Okay. So, or or maybe the best thing is just use you have your you have your, uh, are you using your computer? Yes. Okay. So if the, if we continue to have that uh, feedback vibration, one thing I think I would suggest maybe just go use just straight up the microphone in the computer because that's what might, might help. Okay. But let's try it again. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, but there's kind of like a feedback going on coming from you, and you have some important things to say. But it, this, 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 uh, these uh, uh, vibrations may interrupt, especially if I, I would want you to sing a little bit for us. So, yeah. I do you still hear it? Because the first time I was hearing it, but now I don't hear it. Correct. Now it's good. Perfect interesting uh -huh. god is working <laughs> yes, yes, yes. so i just wanted to say first of all maybe i was too 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 close okay here we go and you can stop me if, if i didn't don't sound yeah. right it's still not sounding correct right uh, yeah and then if you are familiar with the stream yard and then they there is that part that says for the for the microphone if you look mm -hmm. at that maybe you will see that you might have to adjust the you might have to choose which mic you have to use or we could try it without your mic and just the computer mic yeah there's no computer mic um no. okay yeah. how about can you see in the mic uh, the, at the bottom of the screen, can you see that sign, a mic? If you look at it, maybe you could see how that will be, that you can adjust it. 
Okay, let's see. Yeah. Oh, let's okay. And uh, how about if if you if you don't have your earphone, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Okay, let's see. Maybe it's that ear. Maybe that also. I don't. Know. I'm doing. Okay. I'm just. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent techy person, but maybe we could troubleshoot it like that. Okay. Thank you. Let's see. How is that? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Try it again. Say say things. Say hello. Perfect. Right now is good. That's better. Uh huh. Much better. Interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's live performance. Yes, because I learned a big lesson last time. Last uh -huh. time I did a, this streamyard, and I totally forgot that I have to uh, make sure that it's it's how do you call it? It matches my 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 microphone or my oh my camera matches what's in the stream yard so whatever program we use must match it so now i remember so i know i'm not gonna have some vibration or noise from me so good but this is perfect go ahead tomoka so when okay. do you begin well that first i just wanted to say that i love the title of your show and oh. you know it's such an awesome concept awesome concept to talk about you know you have such an infectious positive energy about you and thank you for inviting me even though i'm not in the medical field i have no idea why you thought of me but i do have a lot lot to talk about for this subject and i hope i can contribute in any way i can <laughs> so um this is my life story in a nutshell right i have struggled to believe in myself all of my life ever since one incident that had occurred to me at five years old. Do you hear the noise? No. Mm -mm. Okay. No. I'm hearing it, but if you I mean, don't hear there, it. There's something, but not annoying, okay? Okay. Make sure your phone is off, so you can turn yes. it off, okay? Yes. Right. yes. Go ahead. Okay, so I my first memory was three years old. I was already singing and dancing. Back in Osaka, Japan, I remember even remember the song, this Japanese song I was singing. And I had like 10 Japanese guys in the audience. So if you ask me how did I start singing and how did I, you know, want to do that or decide to do that, I didn't even decide. I didn't even think that was the first memory. There was nothing else ever wanted, probably given to me from my previous life or whatever. But uh, my parents were struggling and always nannies or somebody else was looking after me. So at five years old, my mother hasn't seen me for a long time. And one day she saw me and then uttered these words, what an ugly child. So that shattered my soul. I am Leo, born in the year of Tiger. I'm from Osaka, Osaka people strong, like, you know, Brooklyn, New York kind of spirit. I was born triple threat. I was born fearless. So until then I was like, you know, little baby, but still like, I'm gonna kill somebody, like, you know, like a Yakuza. Uh, but that ever since that incident, 
those words from my mother is almost like a hearing from God. So I gave up singing because I believed that I was too ugly to be a singer. And this is my, this was my fate. And all of my life, I try to heal from the wound. I, if I look at my child photos, after five years old, you can see I am soulless. And I tried everything from meditation, journal, praying, changed my diet, you know, went to all the seminars, read the, read a lot of books, exercise, yoga, and it helped me a lot. But just when I thought now I am ready to soar, something is pulling me back. Exactly, I feel like I was stuck in a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. And forgiveness, I forgave my parents. They both of them are in heaven now. Did you, do you hear the... the yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, sometimes I do, and I was thinking maybe uh, in your computer. It's also advice that in our computer we have to turn the Facebook off. Yeah, like try to. I did. I did. Okay. okay. And continue. I am so sorry. This is kind of trouble, huh? For we should have should have just done the the regular Zoom if I knew it. <laughs> well, I, we, could, we could still do that. Not to worry. We could still do that. If you have time after, I'll be happy to do that for you. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, after all the work that I put, I finally feel like I am out of the hall from maybe last year to now. And of course, I'm still in the working process and a long way to keep you know, improving. But I am at peace, happy, confident, and grateful. And spiritually, I am at the best place in my life right now. So my, uh, what I wanted to talk about is that, why did it take so long for me? Um, first of all, let me say, second time, that I am not in the medical field. And we, even if you're a doctor, doesn't mean you know everything. I always speak and think and uh, operate in life that knowing that we know nothing, <laughs> okay? Um, because we can't even smell or see or hear the things that dogs or cats can see or hear. Um, there are hundred billion stars in one galaxy and there are hundred billion galaxies in the universe it's said with our knowledge so anyway i uh picked up a book a long time ago called the power of subconscious mind by uh, joseph uh, murphy and i also read a lot about books about subconscious mind so what is subconscious mind it's an a data bank for everything in your life, your beliefs, previous experiences, memories, emotions, skills, all that you've learned, seen, done, and thought is there. So it's like your computer operating system. I think your uh, body or whatever we uh, were given is operating system. But uh, people say you would 
make it or you can do anything as long as you put your mind to it but nobody when you say your mind nobody really talking about there's a subconscious mind and conscious mind so if you don't understand that subconscious mind is like the foundation of all the data and then once you have all of that it get it becomes autopilot that's the part that moves us muscles and nerves and all of that and breathing we don't even think about breathing but if we stop breathing if we stop moving we will die so that's probably connected to the heaven or god whatever and that's the most important part and that's the commander in chief and if you don't understand it's almost like a um uh, untamed horse and we try to do things and trying to change our thoughts and we're trying to do whatever get what we want and everything i thought i i thought I, <laughs> see that might be that might be why why there is that uh noise. i thought i <laughs> hey i think your subconscious mind thought <laughs> off so yeah if you see what happens <laughs> that if you just turn off everything see what happens see we need to just <sighs> it's okay that's right <laughs> yes sometimes yes our subconscious mind so i think um we that's that's the point we it's important to that's the scary part yep because yeah. yeah you you will be you will be you will be in trouble so um you just had a, a little breathing and or you close your mind and you can go deep within yourself and that's how you get into your subconscious mind right now you help me to get to that place and the the uh the reason why i couldn't get there was because i didn't i haven't slept yet today <laughs> i was working all night to be honest and i'm so sorry so no no more noise no no more and then since you brought up the point about sleeping there's a little bit of noise but it's a sleeping it's just it's another way to explain to our audience that sleeping is having that sleep is so important. Yes. yes. Okay. So it's like really our connection to the subconscious, to the infinite consciousness. Okay. Because I don't know about you, but I tend to look forward to sleeping, not just because I can physically rest, but because I, I, it's like that's the best times when I could have dreams and when if I can remember it, okay. And then, so again, so I, have, I have to thank my, my friend, friend Alex, who just, just tried to uh, your call because he helped me out and realized that I, I thought I turned it turned off my phone and I didn't, you know, I was going to. And I waited until I got into the system so that if anything happens, you can call me. That's why I was going to wait it and I forgot. Okay. 
And that's when, again, if, when they said that we have to be conscious all the time, so that there are things that is at the back or buried in our subconscious. But as we make, make ourselves more aware to it, then we can keep drawing from the subconscious the good things and the not very good things, and maybe we could throw it away. Right. <laughs> Out of our bank, right? Yeah. Right. Right. So, and and since you re, you uh, you express yourself that okay, you're not in the medical field, and yet I invited you. Let me just explain to our audience and to you. I I know ex I express myself because singing for me, singing is in all cultures. Okay, it's singing, chanting, whether it's now the current civilization or the past, the ancient, it's always there. So, and singing is, uh, they, use, they, they do it in ritual as form of spiritual connection, but it's also a form of community, communication. So like in, in the Philippines, there's rarely any, and those Filipinos who live here in US, there's rarely any Filipino activity without singing. And of course, nowadays, without the, because of the karaoke, you know, so everyone just has, in most Filipino homes, they have a karaoke. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. All right? People so, love karaoke. And, and where, did, where was karaoke um, uh, before they, it became a worldwide event? It's always tested in Asia because Asian people like to sing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's why for me, is singing is still part of a holistic method okay mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. and everyone for me i look at each person as an expert in their own story and in that story is what weaves a story that the other people may relate to so now the people who likes to sing and maybe had that you know they still not out there and they're thinking about it and that's why i said i'm inviting tomoko and i know you expresses yourself really well so you have that passion you have that singing you will be perfect fit for the audience who's looking for or want to experience holistic way to help themselves so you now how about you tell me and tell the audience how the music helped you really survive. Because you have fascinating story, not just from your childhood, but then bring us to that picture of when you, uh, you know, you were in YouTube, you were in BET, you, you were doing stuff, okay? So, I'll okay. Um, although I gave up, buried my uh, passion and gave up being a singer, I was always, always singing. I don't know if I ever survived without music. And I was singing Japanese songs until nine years old. And the very first American record my big sister had was by the Carpenters. And the album called Gold, the very first song, when I was young, I'd listen to the radio. That was every shalala, every whoa, whoa, 
still shines. So I was like, woo, it's so beautiful. And it was really soothing. And then I went to the Beatles and then uh, uh, Stevie Wonder's masterpiece called Songs in the Key of Life. And that first song, good morning, all evening, friend. Here's your friendly answer. I have serious news to pass on to everybody. What I'm about to say could mean the joy and laughter. So this um, was really, really a wake up call. And I really didn't understand English till then, but my soul understood. And that's why I am became a songwriter because the whole music is important, the music production, everything, but the, the meaning of the lyrics really touched my heart and it means a lot. So that's why I'm big about songwritings. And um, so from there, um, I, when my mother passed away and I was sad, but this whole big load on my shoulder was off finally because she was the biggest challenge in my life. So I moved to New York. My father said, go ahead so that you will have no regrets. And I was singing in Osaka in Japan and mean the music business, but I moved to New York to pursue my dreams and I studied late, but I was like, you know, at least I have no regrets whether I succeed or not. This is the only thing I ever wanted to do in my life anyway. So I lived in New York for 14 years. Now I'm in Vegas for eight years. And I tried, uh, I worked very hard and very uh, got close to the door, met big guys and did all these, uh, you know, share the stages and sang at the blue note. If you missed it, it sounds like a glory, but I was nowhere near my uh, my goals. And like I said, my subconscious mind was still just when I thought, okay, I'm grateful for everything and this is my time and then always come back to the same place. So um, it, it was almost like a driving a car and you're trying to go ahead, but you also put in your one of your uh, foot on the you know uh an engine and the brake at the same time so but then the the interesting thing about life is that i on a hindsight i am so grateful that i did not succeed the way i thought i wanted to that I desired to at the time because I I became very close to the door and uh, about 15 years ago found out about the very satanic bloody reality of the music business. And I'm talking about not on YouTube. You think, oh, you are, that's, you know, that's not true. A lot of people may not believe it, but I'm talking about the real names of real people 
that are not on YouTube even to this day so i can't even talk about it it's just really horrible so i was devastated imagine japanese i'm japanese coming all the way from japan looking up to these people and find out about the depth of this darkness and i was devastated so for a while i didn't know what to do i know i feel like i lost the direction and so god sent me to vegas to have a little different perspective reconstruct my vision and have a little better life i didn't i never had a my own bathroom in when i was in new york i was always sharing and then i come to vegas and i have my own bathroom <laughs> so um what i really like one one of the things that i learned is that it sounds like a cliche but you never know what's gonna happen you don't have a bigger picture like god so don't give up because right now a lot of us in that uh really challenging times in this world and we have to hold on so that's why i wrote this song called hold on that you've heard on youtube and the chorus part is um baby don't give up hold on because change gonna come if you hold on this won't last forever just hold on hold on hold on so that was that was the one uh thing i was this song i usually write by myself but this song i co-wrote with my producer jamba jim castro uh james james nova that's her his new stage name brazilian producer we were co-writing and in new york and he said uh tomoko what do you want to give what kind of message do you want to give to the people and i said well don't give up so that's how we wrote hold on it's a I notice it's um, most of the lyrics in your song, they're really beautiful and they have so much meaning and lyrics that will uplift people. So when you, when you do your songs, what is your process in writing the, your songs? That's funny that you asked because that's exactly the same question that I ask my guests on my show. Right. <laughs> um and as many songwriters would say that there is no particular way sometimes i already have a lyrics because i write down and then uh put the melody on it sometimes i listen to some tracks and then i write comes up with a melody first and then lyrics later sometimes the whole thing even with a beat without no piano or nothing i don't have to play piano anything just come everything comes at once so it's all different but the other song that i like to introduce you to briefly is called homeless now i am coming to really like a peaceful place inside of myself and i'm confident humbly in a humble way and this is very funny 
I was tossing and turning again, couldn't sleep, four in the morning. And then literally I heard a voice in my ear say, whispering to me, homeless. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I woke up and I started writing down because homeless meaning now, at the time I found the love. Now I'm happily single, but I found love a couple years ago. <laughs> I thought it didn't work out, but then I'm like, okay, I feel like I found a home, but home, so home doesn't, I was physically homeless in New York for a couple weeks. And I went through that, but then how, what about the state of mind? What is your home? Have you found your home? And I found now from last year to like, really, I've been the um, obedient child of God. And I always talk to God, always consult with God. But and the way I uh, communicate really gives me a peace of mind. So if you haven't found that, that place in your, in your heart, then life is going to be really difficult because you feel like alone. So the music helped me because when you sing uh, and you listen to other people's music and relate to your own life, you know that you're not alone. And also uh, talking about remembering who you are, where you came from, because we just didn't come here at random, right? We must have volunteered somehow. <laughs> so there's, there's a reason. Everything has a reason. There's a reason we are here. I believe that this is like a school for our souls. And the earth is very hard, but we came here for a reason. So if we remember that, and then we have a purpose, and we can hold on and never give up. But if you don't know that and just going from looking at everything from this lower level on a mundane level, then life is just hard. So um, talking about home, that if you find, remember who you are, find your purpose and find God in your heart. That's the home. That's where you came from, and that's where always go back to. And I think that makes the difference between um, saved soul or not. So when I heard the voice, homeless, I started writing about the state of mind as homeless. So. I, the whole song was finished in 20 minutes. Wow. Fantastic. That's amazing. Right. And, I, and that was, that, that spoke to me, that song too, because I said, oh, it's really true. Homeless doesn't just mean physically homeless, but one could be in an impact in a big, beautiful, wealthy mansion, but you might still feel like you're not at home. So that's mm -hmm. another state, right? It's all in the state of mind. Now, when 
when you started your music career and then you said um, you realized that there's a, a lot of satanic nature there was it something that was like offered to you like um intentionally or it was just like a subtle way and before you know it uh it's going to a satanic nature and following that question my i be, i want to ask does that mean that oh how does the other people who are who thrive and become successful um are they in it so here's the thing um first 10 years i have struggled i didn't even have no idea about the nature but i've been stuck i was asian women was so popular in the world but especially in new york and i was young and attractive female asian with no management with no backup with no million dollar record uh, deal uh, backup and every guy i meet just wanted to get under, under my pants right so i had no luck in that sense and that's the nature of the music industry and a lot of other industries as you already know the me too movement okay <laughs> So I had to, from right on, all the way through, every time, I was just really getting fed up with it. But that, that, I had no idea, that is nothing compared to the bloody <laughs> occultic, okay. satanic, nature that's that's that i found out it's not music industry and entertainment movie film industry sports everything they use it to for their agenda because people worship people we love singers we love entertainers we love movies so they intentionally the the demon demon and uh devil satan use that and it's just a, a tip of the iceberg of this whole world and one percent elites that control all the media and money uh is has this like a uh, organized crime huge syndicate of gangsters occultic um so you know i don't even have to go there a lot of people wake up these days yeah. so the the people that i was working start, uh, was trying to work at the time they i met so many of them who have almost crossed the line and chose not to go there they were offered the deal okay so when i answered your question the other question that you said were they there okay all these there's no there's no uh exception it's a territory so if you if you go to get get some pizza oh my god the word pizza is just 
that's another day of the conversation. But uh, if you go to go to a pizza store or whatever, you don't see the owner. The real owner may not be there. It's like this world that you really, a lot of people until now didn't know who is really owning this world. And that's the scary part. So we don't see the real reality. And that's how I started, a lot of things started to veil, uh, unveil to me. And all these people, they don't talk about it until I mention it. And they started educating me. All these guys uh, knew the truth and they would also study. At the time, not too many people were talking about it. And they uh, did research, read a lot of books about it, and they started educating me. And like I said, a lot of things I heard of real names and real stories are not on YouTube. Some of them are not YouTube. Some of them are on YouTube now. So I can kind of see now predict, oh, that's not true. Oh, that's probably the case. Or if Bodwick Chapman or Black Panther died and my my mind is going to. I hear you. I I, I think I know where what you're thinking. And now more than ever, it's people are more curious to know what's really happening in this global situation what's right. really like controlling it or how how did this how did we come to this point now right. the, mo the most important question is now how do we get away from it or how do we transform such a situation and just like what you're saying that i bet even you look back to your past like in new york that also became a blessing and exactly and so, yeah share more of that transformation on how you're you're you know how you used again what happened to you and now and then tell us on how where do we see you in uh, like five ten years yes um i realized that i've been guided all this time and i don't uh I just happened to be, I got baptized. Then this is a funny thing. Last year, one year ago, I got baptized. Never in a million years. I would, it doesn't matter what religion, I've been spiritual all my life, but I did not like, still don't like institutionalized religions because a lot of them use that on the surface and they're not real they are you know what i mean that's another subject <laughs> but um i realized that what the world does what other people do in this world has nothing to do with me all of these you know i'm a curious person and i still try i want i'd love to know the truth although i know we know nothing but still trying to, you know, in the, we are in the quest of, for truth. And I always, I'm always curious and I always want to learn. At the same time, um, I have been guided. And when I came back to Vegas two years ago, 
I went to uh, Louisiana for a minute and I was almost going to get married. It didn't work out. I came back to Vegas and came to this house and it was so dark. There's no sun coming in because Vegas can be too hot. So they, it was just like, you know, all these uh, blind windows and I need colors. I need bright colors. I'm Leo, I'm, I'm a summertime like you. So I felt like suffocated and I cried to God saying, I can't live here, why God? And I went outside to breathe. And then in the evening, boom, I just looked up the sky. There was huge cross in the sky, huge made of cloud. There's no other clouds. It's totally 100% clear blue sky in the evening, though. But there was huge cross, and I'm not a Christian or anything. I'm just, but it was just, just such an awe. I, I, I stood in awe for 15 minutes, speechless, just looking at this cross because I felt this energy and until it disappeared. Now I look back and I was guided. That's just, you know, somehow I found a way to communicate with this spirit. I don't hear them talking, but I can ask yes or no question. And when it's a yes, the spirit comes through and I get the chill. And I asked what... It was it was shown to me it was it was Jesus. So I said, Well, is it are you is it because I'm in America right now? And it makes everything so easy, much, much easier because most of the people that I deal with are Christians. Or or have you been with me since the day one? And he said, Since the day one. And I always feel like other Christians try to tell me this stuff and and he said only through jesus you know uh you you'll be saved and i always feel like i have been saved already and i try to you know understand but i couldn't but forget all that because i'm staying open-minded the older we get you know uh some people it's it it's we are energy so either it's expanding or contracting and some people just get keep contracting and then they think they know everything because they live their life and they but the real wise one is the ones who knows that we don't know everything and then we we stay open-minded so i am open-minded i'm not gonna say oh no i'm not gonna be whatever i always try to get the message and that was the message i had to give so i forget what other people say or do or think or this satanic stuff whatever this is a message that i'm giving to me at this point and i embraced it so if this spirit tells me, I don't know the truth, I don't know everything yet, but if this spirit tells me it's Jesus has been with me all my life, I said, okay. <laughs> so um, there was all these uh, sign, signs and messages that I 
have uh, been given not all the time, but the, something that I could not ignore. I always got that. And I've been guided all my life. So now, just like you said, it was a blessing. The way I wanted to succeed, because when you, if you could sing, you know, you have to be a front man, right? If you want, if you're a front, if you got uh, a gift of singing, because you have to perform and you little, you have a little, something extra than other people who may not be a front, front uh, performers. So you have already that kind of uh, personality, big personality to be front man. So you want to be famous if you a singer, you want to be heard, you want to be seen, you want to be famous, you want to be all the uh, in the industry with all these people that you look up to, you learn from. But now, no, mm -mm. I am so thankful that I didn't have to go that path. But you're still doing, you're not going to stop though, you're just going to focus on now you have you looked more and reflected more inside. Like, as you're saying, your magnetic absorbing energy, and then you combine it with your teaching in the um, songwriting and singing. So that's also going out. So you're balancing everything right now. So what makes you happy, Tamako? Um, I am content, happy already, but my goals is to um with one thing is with the songwriters room i want to spotlight songwriters famous or not famous and want to make the it a place where all songwriters gather and if we can have famous people more and more and and, and expand then i can have not famous indie songwriters uh so that give more a little more power and spotlight for them um and uh hire professional video editor and director because i'm doing it all by myself right now and good <laughs> thank you and financial i learned to do it i financial freedom and then possibly move to spain why spain <laughs> by the beach uh -huh. <laughs> not inland by the beach um i love spain too right yeah well first of all i like i said i'm a tropical person too so uh i love the warm weather it's the weather is throughout the whole year it's it's warm and water and it's really cheap if you look at the new show called mediterranean life on Hulu, uh, it's only like a one episode is 15 minutes and American couple will go to one of those countries, either Spain, South France, or Greek, or Portuguese, Portugal, and the real estate will show you, show them three places, apartments or houses, and they will pick one. And it's the view, grace <laughs> the weather and the view view and the house and the pool and the garden and the 
you will not believe with just one thousand dollars that you can get three bedrooms and you talk i'm talking about huge bedroom huge dining looking down water up on mountains unbelievable well, you may so, have I know, I know. It gives me time. Gives me time to work on and uh, also on Spanish. So I'm been doing yeah. on Duolingo app <laughs> a day. That's how I. That's how I. How I learned that the the success tip is for anything, for anybody, is to do small bites every day. Consistency, right? Si. si. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easier. Filipino people can understand some Spanish, right? Un poco. Un poco. <laughs> no. well, well, if there is a, a young Tomoko listening to us, what would be your best advice? Wow. Um, you can do, you can be whatever you want to be, but do not step on others and always treat others the way you want to be treated and include everybody in your success because when i when i was trying to succeed i thought i need you know like i needed to learn um okay my mother crushed my ego but then i had to go learn about the ego again because i'm in new york if you don't have an ego you're not gonna survive and i'm talking <laughs> about music business and in new york so i had to learn i had to really like prove myself and i'm like have to be me, 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 me. But that's not the way to do it. You need to have, have to be strong and believe in yourself, but you have to treat others with love and kindness and just focus on the light because devils and angels are sitting next to each other in this world and just do your angels work and you'll be all right. That's a beautiful, That's a beautiful advice. advice. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, cause for me, for me, I don't see ego, ego as an enemy. It's the ego in order to thrive and survive in this human experience mm -hmm. but not to the point where you are taking advantage so much of others well so it comes in but oh yeah we need to like manage the ego part yeah Okay, so I I always look at life as like both uh, as one. There may be negative or positive, but they're just really one energy, and it's up to us to use it in order to transform us more. Yeah. So, what makes this work so important to you? 
I couldn't hear it. What, what, what? What makes what this makes work so important oh, to you? This work, this work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, coming back to the basics, this, this is the, uh, if God gives you talent, you're going to have to use it. You, a lot of people abuse it by not using it or by sabotaging it. And I have sabotaged it in a, in a sense of, you know, mentally that I didn't be believe in myself. So this is just a tool. It's not music is not the purpose of my life. It's just a tool. And I have to, that tool was given to me. So I have to use it. Not everybody has this tool. That's perfect. It's perfect. Now, how about, what was the best advice given to you? Or what, what advice best advice you received? That's that's interesting because I never had a mentor, and this is not to make an excuse, but when I study about other successful people, it's almost like by no mistake, they all had a mentor. It doesn't have to be your parent or, or you know family. It can be somebody else outside your family, but somebody who are better than you, somebody who had uh, walked the path that you want you want to walk, and with the knowledge and experiences, they all had a mentor. I never had a mentor. My advice, <laughs> my mother gave me three advice: step on others. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Okay. It's crazy, right? Uh -huh. Time is money. Okay. okay. And uh, when you poo-poo, you don't uh, wipe off. Don't wipe off to the front. Wipe off this way because it's so that germ won't get get inside. But not to <laughs> not to ridicule my mother because she already know we had a we had a contact. We talked and then you know uh now she regret and we we had a communication that she really loves me and i understand uh that she loved me in her way you know we all would have done would do better if we knew better right so mm -hmm. right but uh those are the three most ridiculous advice <laughs> that she gave me but the time is money is true and but otherwise i had to go totally opposite i had to learn the hard way i had to learn by myself and i went tried my best to just go totally opposite from her so it took me that's why it has taken me a long time <laughs> my whole life hey, it would be nice if he she could expand on what step on others <laughs> there must but, be what she means that 
use others as a foundation because it could mean like that you know, no, right? no 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 <laughs> you know your mother go ahead <laughs> so here's the thing the uh, the uh, the other thing that i think is my in was embedded in my fate that i'm looking at from trying to look at from a higher point of view bigger bigger perspective that like I said, everything's a metaphor, I think, a reflection of your life, and there's a message in it. Um, she will walk in the middle of the street like this. She, you know, a lot of people hated her guts, and including our own family. That's in Japan. Yeah. So she was the epitome of arrogance. Now, like I said, I was born fearless if she didn't shatter my soul at five years old i was like this and then if i i would have probably succeeded very early if then i would have been so arrogant <laughs> i would have treated everybody like <laughs> you mean just, worse than her just like she did to me so who, who did you look like your father or your mother in between you know my mother was physically she, they, she was not a great mother mentally but physically she was the most gorgeous drop dead gorgeous woman i've ever seen she was like a katherine zeta jones asian version and me and my big sister always look at each other and why do we don't look like her <laughs> <laughs> I I I even you know wished that that was a case. <laughs> well, that was fast. See, we could continue on and on and on. But let's say speak to the people who who have family who have got chronic conditions that you mentioned. And you don't, you don't you know, need like you have so much to share. You don't have to be in the medical field to be able to share something that good and a good advice or suggestion. Yes, yes. Um, let me just go here up here. Like for your song, for your song. When, uh, when you are stressed out. I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, mention about like music helped me a lot but also another thing that will really help uh improve our lives is reading books because you have only one life and one perspective and one little uh you know experience of your life but you can learn so much from others and I read a lot of books about healing and there's a book there was a book called heal yourself by Louise Hay and also this one is a Japanese version okay oh but but I'm about of the book uh called healing the body through mind metaphor by Chuck Spezzano and because of this uh, today's podcast, 
I looked up the website and found his website called psychologyofvision.com. Psychologyofvision.com. This book has, what is so amazing is it has a chart where all the sickness, the name of the sickness of your or different parts of your body has the real spiritual reason. And it's very profound. Everything is actually simple. Just like the uh, conspiracy of what Satan does is that they will show you right up in your face. It's called plain sight. And it's just so plain and right there, that's how they deceive us. And some people never doubt it. <laughs> so yeah. Tomoko, uh, there I there Peter Kolarik is following us or listening and he has a question. Okay. And he said oh first he said this is really fascinating and I've heard a lot about this dark stuff and everything that you talk about here. Then she asked, why did you Then he said, I once told him that he should be there. So like for you, Now, sometimes I'm here having a difficulty hearing your voices kind of cutting off. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happening right now with the audio, but he said, why did you choose Las Vegas? Oh, okay. Um, so that was also guided. I didn't really choose, but I was kind of forced. Um, if I wasn't forced, I would have died in New York because I love New York so much. And struggle is the way everybody was struggling. I was really struggling and didn't know where to go. But um i loved new york so much i never even thought about going anywhere else but then one day my also second time current ro uh, roommate he is from new york a uh, veteran former uh, military and he's also used to be in the entertainment business all of that um he moved to vegas four years ago he was also being saved you can have a little better life here. So he called me out of nowhere and he said, Tomok, I saw you in a dream and things are fucked up in New York and I saw you died. So if if you want to move Vegas and you can have a, a, more, a lot of better opportunities and I'm here for you. So I got I got a little house and you know, so I'm like, okay. Then I thought about maybe, but I wasn't sure. So I asked God to give me a sign. Okay, this is another huge sign. So I was living in this uh, flushing New York's uh, small apartment with the roommate, and the roommate was out. So there was so in this afternoon after I asked God to give me a sign if I should move to Las Vegas or not. I, for some reason, I turn on the TV. I, use, I usually don't, that's his TV. But for some reason, I turn on the TV and this show, uh, 30 Rock came on. So I started watching because he was getting a lot of awards that 
that TV show and I tried to watch it, but I just didn't get it. It was not interesting to me. So I tried my best to watch it for a while and then I, I couldn't just didn't like it. So I turned around, I turned my back and the TV said, you should move, go to Las Vegas. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's all I heard. That's all I remember. And I was like, okay, it can't be more clear than that. So I said, okay, I will go to Las Vegas. Then I was going to go maybe take a couple months, you know, and get ready and everything because I had things to do in, in, in New York and engagements, you know, for work. Then soon after that, there was this other, uh, the, this Brazilian guy liked me and the other uh, Brazilian guy, he, he was out and then he, uh, the other new roommate asked me to, I was going out to the store and he said, well, Tomoko, can't you, uh, can you get me a beer? I said, okay. So I came home and gave him a beer and came back to the, this guy, my friend uh, is going crazy. He was drinking and maybe did some uh, weed and he's, he's like uh, bubbling up, right? And his eyes like this red and did you fuck him? Why you fucking? And he's like, he was getting violent. And I was so scared. I never seen him any like that before. And I was scared like this in bed. And he told me, it was the message that Tomoko just leave now. <laughs> and the next morning he was, he apologized to me, but that was, that was whatever the God made him just to give me a message. He never acted that way ever again. It's not funny. So I came to Vegas and then the, uh, it's much cheaper. I, uh, all the stress that I had with the money situation, uh, the, the winters were killing me. I love New York, but the five months, the half of the year is, was so cold and it was killing my body, right? So the, the wind, the, the weather and the relief from the, the money and traffic, that was such a relief. And I just felt, whoo. And it's funny, I, 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 as I said again, I love New York and I even wrote the song called Mercy Joy in the City. It will be released later, one by one on Spotify. But it's funny that when I have a conversation with all these pe uh, people who used to live in New York, and say, hey, so how long did you do? Well, I did 40, 14 years. Oh, I did 20 years. It's like we're talking about jail time or something. <laughs> Because it's no joke. For jail time in New York. Hey, right now, people are moving out of New York. <laughs> and properties around New York are, it's a seller's market. People want to but, get out of New York. Yes, but there are a certain crowd of number of people who never, ever move. They just love New York to death. And I just watched uh, this, my friend DJ, DJ Ali. They, he, he always have this house music party. 
and I used to go, oh my God, that's one thing I miss. See, what's the difference of people? Why New York people get a lot of bad rap? They were fantastic. People in New York are very giving and caring, okay? Yeah. And one thing that I miss, the essence of uh, people in New York. There was like 3 p.m. in the big park in Brooklyn. Hundreds and hundreds of people were dancing to the house music in the park, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, big pour of the rain pouring, <laughs> started raining like crazy. And they never stopped dancing. <laughs> you would think you you would think other other people in other places would run away. They just like nothing. That's how I'm like. This is only only New York. Well, Tomoko, I don't know what happened with New York now. If it's still going, you know the the projection is that New York is not going to be New York anymore. So let's see. It's really sad, but we hope not because I haven't been to New York since uh, the quarantine or that period of intense um, pandemic thing, lockdown. But before that, I'm always in New York every Sunday. I do my Filipino martial arts. I do oh. things. And now, now I don't even see my friends. You know, oh. <laughs> so that's where my group of Filipino cultural arts artists, singers, and then just lots of good Filipino food in the, in Manhattan and in Queens. And Brooklyn. Yeah, so yeah, uh, let's see. We can only hope for the best, right? So yeah. Tell, so what do you love most in your life right now? Mm, um, certainty. Okay. When the world is a certainty, for see, the show business is always unpredictable, but life is unpredictable. People try to look for security. And but when you look for security, if that's your priority, then you don't take a risk. People who take a risk have faith. They take a leap of faith because they have faith. Like I said, I'm talking about finding God or finding your home. Remember who you are. It always comes back to that. So I have feeling uncertain all my life and although you know my life is nowhere near perfect but i feel i stopped worrying about everything i feel i feel this certainty that i'm okay no matter what and then so if people can find that feel that certainty in the uncertainty that's what i would hope then all these crazy stuff and wars and trying to control others and uh, evil stuff will 
disappear. And I don't know if it will ever disappear because this earth uh, seems like it's always have to be in duality. If we are, were so wise to just go straight love without going through hate, then we wouldn't be here, right? <laughs> there's, there's no, if it's only light, you know, there will be no darkness, then we wouldn't be here, so. Life wouldn't be here. Right. <laughs> what is your success secret? Um, like I said, mini, mini, mini stuff, small bites, but every day, you know, uh, we try sometimes try to accomplish big things and then already feel overwhelmed. So another book that I, one of the best books I've ever read that I really encourage everybody to read is called Atomic Habit by James Clear. And even his email newsletter once a week, every Thursday today is just unbelievable, mind blowing. But I've been listening to audiobooks, Audible. It's amazing because I English is not my native language. So it takes a while to really finish one book. But now I, I can read, finish listening to one book 10 times, 20 times faster than reading. And it's very pleasant especially when the author is reading themselves. So uh, this book teaches you how to make it a ha good habit and how to get rid of your bad habit. And if you uh, can do a little bit, you know, like Will Smith said, what, what he learned from his father, the best thing in life was that one to build a house, you have to start with one brick. And it's just a uh, uh, you know just one step. If you if you wanna uh, run a marathon, life is a mar marathon, right? Not a sprint. But physically, just you know, as a metaphor, if you're going to run for a marathon uh, today, you have to start training. But you don't have to start running hundred miles today or 10 miles or, or one mile or even half a mile today. It can be just 100 meters or just be go out there. But the first thing you have to do is to put on your shoes, right? That's the habit, he says. And, it, and if, you, if you don't have to uh, be perfect, just stop the key the the trick is key stop before you feel overwhelmed just do the amount to the point where you don't feel overwhelmed and if you don't do it just uh today it's okay but get right back to it next day because if you start doing it twice then that's going to be your new habit Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank There's you. One, thing, one thing that you want to change. Is there any more one thing you want to change? If you can change it. About myself? Mm -hmm. Or anything. Insomnia. I still haven't got that fixed yet. I, my body does not have a circadian uh, rhythm. It doesn't just respond to 24 hours. That's why I couldn't sleep today because I tried, trust me, I tried and tried and tried 
and I just can I just fall asleep at a different time and if I force myself without taking a sleeping pill I cannot I just no matter how much I want to sleep I can't <laughs> so thank you so much thank you even if I turn my microphone the more even it gets worse but anyway Thank you so much. And I'd like to say thank you also to our audience. Tomoko, I will encourage you to please send me the names of the books that you recommended. So then I will put it in the description and so that, you know, for those who are really interested, then sure. they can. Okay? Yeah. And let's see. And for our audience, thank you for being with us and for Peter and others who are listening and for the future listeners. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> Peter is also a songwriter. So really? I invited him. He's in Slovenia. Okay? What? So at one point, maybe the two of you I'll put together. Yes. Yes. And for the meantime, I'd like to end by with a quantum affirmation that I encourage our listeners and viewers to say quantum affirmation every day, three times uh, in, the, at, in the morning, at noon, and in the evening. Like I, I shuffle, I have a number of affirmations. I shuffle it with intention and I'm with the guidance of the spirit and pick what message is for us. So wow. this, is, this is what I got. Living in harmony, I choose to interact with my friends, family, and co-workers with love. I am friendly, kind, and compassionate. I go out of my way to make guests feel welcome. I choose to interact with my friends, family, and co-workers with love. I am friendly, kind and compassionate, I go out of my way to make rest feel welcome. I choose to interact with my friends, family, and co-workers with love. I am friendly, kind, and compassionate. I go out of my way to make guests feel welcome. So this, I was thinking is that your audio right now, Tomoko, is much better than mine. If you don't mind, after I say this is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Sagra and this is Tomoko and Tomoko, can you end us with a little song? Okay. Right now? Yep. I've been homeless all my life. I've been insecure most of the time. A lonely place you don't want to be, but I got strong, maybe too strong. Then love walked into my life, I'm out of the dark overnight. The comfort that I Never know I've been homeless I've been restless 
I was homeless till yesterday. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Marvelous. <laughs> Thank you. And how do you say it in Japanese? Arigato. Arigato. And I can I can I also teach you how to say you're welcome? Yes. Don't touch my mustache. <laughs> That's your welcome. Yes, it sounds like do itashimashite. Do say say it again. Do itashimashite. Do itashimashite. <laughs> you just say don't touch my mustache. Don't touch my mustache. Do it mustache mustache. <laughs> Okay, but wait, we'll, I want to take a picture after I do this. Thank you. Okay. <laughs>